Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Teaching Tales, episode 60. Hard to believe we have cracked 60 episodes. I am once again your host, Brent Coley, an elementary school principal in beautiful Marietta, California, about 45 minutes north of San Diego, in case anyone is interested. And it has been nearly two months since the last episode, but we are back and I am really excited because I have a fellow podcaster, John Martinez, and a fellow principal as our guest today. John, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Brent. Thanks for having me on. Oh, fantastic. We've been probably (laughs) since the last episode, if not before, been like voxing back and forth to try to get our schedules to align and... You are on spring break now, so that helps. That's indeed a good thing to on spring break, yep. That that helps. So we finally got it, got time to sit down and, and chat. And before we get into our, our, our discussion, uh, for anyone who is not familiar with, with you and, and what you do, uh, give listeners a little uh, heads up. Who's John Martinez? Sure. Thank you for that. So um, I'm father of Daniel and Karina and husband of Sonia. Uh, so I've been in public education for, gosh, I think 25 years, and my entire career has been at the elementary school level. Um, I've taught grades one through six, and I was assistant principal and then a principal. And right now, I'm the principal of Roland Elementary School in the Roland Unified School District. Awesome. Awesome. I love how you started with the dad, the father of your kids and the husband. That's awesome. Cause we are one, right? That, that, that should be our, our, our number. Yes, we're principals, but we're, but we're, we're husbands and we're fathers before, before that. So, well, <clears throat> I've been, like, I, like I said earlier, I'm excited to have this chat because we've been kind of going back and forth. And, and when I said, what stories do you have to share? You talked about making an impact regardless of your position, because you're a principal, I'm a principal, and I think a myth out there is that that you can only make an impact if you have a title, which is just absolute <laughs> hogwash. That That is not true. So let me pass the virtual mic to you. I mean, tell us a story or how, how can we make an impact regardless of our position? Well, you know, I, I want to preface it a bit first by, you know, this idea of, you know, your book is called Edu Influence. And, you know, that's a great starting point because everybody has the opportunity to influence others. Mm-hmm. And so I often say, it doesn't matter what you do. And right now we're talking about school settings. It doesn't matter what you do in a school setting. You're a leader um, by the virtue of the fact that you interact with other people. Uh, every conversation is an opportunity to lead. And so um, for me, um, about a year and a half ago, I, I really decided that, you know, hey, I've, I've been doing this a while and I, I really need to step up what I do um, to kind of maximize the outcomes that I'm looking to have with others, right? Mm-hmm. And so kind of decided that, hey, I, I want to be the best learner I could be. I want to be the best leader I can be. Um, but a big part of that is how I uh, interact with others. So learning from other people, supporting them, influencing them um, all around a common goal, and that's helping kids be the best they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so that mindset kind of was the, I don't know, the impetus to say, what am I currently doing and what can I do differently? What can I do more? How can I connect with others more? Um, and so that was kind of the, the genesis of, uh, 
jumping into the podcasting, John Stalmont, my, my co-host, uh, he's the one that really launched that idea and pushed me to do that and really, uh, you know, use, using Twitter more and using Voxer more. And so making those connections, right? Um, but all of that really drives my everyday work around every day I'm going to be talking with parents, with staff members, with students, and the more I learn from others of what's working in their context, it makes me think about, well, what's what can I add to uh, what I'm doing so that I can be better for the people I serve? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not really much of a, it's not really from a story, so to speak. Um, but, but, you know, it, it's that idea of, you know, it's, how would I say this? It's a decision on my part that I am going to do this and I'm going to, you know, maximize level up, step up. But as I do that, then how can I be a model for others? Yeah. Right. And not so not not from the standpoint of, hey, everybody, you guys need to do 10 more things. Not that at all. It's <laughs> it's it's acknowledging what they are doing because so many people are doing amazing things. And in our business, you don't get a lot of credit necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more people catch the negatives than they celebrate the assets. Yeah. And so um I, I feel like I've been able to recognize more things because of the conversations I have with others. And so back to base, back to my home, so to speak then I can be more appreciative of the things that people are doing and celebrate their efforts and their work. So, so at your site, can you, can you think of an example of like someone, someone who you've recently recognized who isn't in an admin position or something like that? Absolutely. So, um, you know, I can, I can pick from five, (laughs) you know, do all five, (laughs) but you know, I I think I sent you a Vox not too long ago about when I finished, uh, your book and the last second to last, the last chapter was about going above and beyond. Right. And, and I happened to be, uh, had spent that day with students and teachers at a science Olympiad. And and again, I was thinking, look at these amazing people who created Mm -hmm. this amazing experience for our kids. Kids learned so much and got to go to a different, they went to a, you know, a, a college where they got to participate. And all of that happened because of the willingness of these teachers to provide those after-school experiences for the kids um, that they did since November. And then culminating on this special day where we all got in the bus and got to go down to uh, a college and participate with a whole bunch of other elementary schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I made sure I talked with each one of them and, and, celebrated that fact of hey you guys go go above and beyond so often but i want to call this one out because the experiences that our kids had today those are lifelong memories that those kids are going to have oh ab- absolutely it was a saturday right yeah it was saturday yeah and and years from now <clears throat> I, I you just because i think of experiences like that when i was a kid it, it's not usually the well not that it can't be, but so often those experiences like this Saturday math Olympiad, what is that what it was called, math Olympiad? Science Olympiad. Science Olympiad. I, I had a similar thing when in my first school that I taught at. And those teachers, like you said, I love the fact that you recognizing that because when you recognize that, they are more likely to want to keep doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> because because it would be easy to dismiss it and say ah it's just a it's just a handful of kids on a saturday and i mean but isn't that what we're supposed to i mean even if it was just 
one student. That's right. going back to that chapter in my book. Right. Even if it was just one student, if that if that teacher going above and beyond makes a difference for that one kiddo, it's totally worth it. Been like I like to remind myself because that one kid could be my kid, right? Could be your son. Could be your daughter. I mean, if we think about it that way, is it really worth the extra effort? Well, yeah, because because. That one kid could be my kid. And do I want another teacher to put forth extra effort? I sure do, because if it's my kid, it's totally worth it. So, Yeah, and the other thing for me, too, is the idea that for every one of those children that, that participated that day, we don't know the extent of a difference that we made for them. You know, for some, it could have been, you know, a little bit. For the next kid, it could have been huge. Um, but if we don't create the opportunities or put ourselves in the opportunities for those um things to happen, then we'll, we'll never create the opportunity. We'll never have that impact for kids. Yeah. Those, those kids could come back. I've heard it say, it's like, we will not always see the fruits of our labor or, or we plant the seeds, but sometimes we're planting seeds to redwoods <laughs> that it may be 30 years, but who knows that student coming back and t talking to one of your teachers 20 years later, or hitting them, uh, contacting them on Facebook and saying, "Hey, remember math? Remember science Olympiad? Remember that one that one day? That was that was the greatest day of my school year." And it, it, it's entirely possible, or that could be the one thing that kiddo was looking forward to uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yep, you know and. <clears throat> And so this is a particular Saturday we're talking about, but every single day there's those opportunities to to impact kids. And so, you know, another story, um, uh, my custodian, I Yvette, she's pretty spectacular. And so um, we do a Friday flag salute assembly every week and mm -hmm. she's always giving me ideas. We should try this. We should try this. And somebody shared a video of, uh, I don't even know if it was a principal, but it was somebody standing in front and doing a dance and having all a bunch of people behind them do a dance. Oh, I think I've seen that. That's amazing. <laughs> Of course, he's like, you should do that. And I'm like, number one, I'm a terrible dancer. Yeah, I'm not that good. And number two, I don't know, I'm busy. And so we're kind of going back and forth. And lo and behold, I, I walked through the cafeteria a few days ago, and she's practicing dance moves with some girls. Oh. I'm thinking, what the heck is she up to? You know, I'm thinking, I bet she's going to do something where she's going to take these kids out, and they're going to do this dance with the custodian in front of the school. You know, it's like, so a little kernel of, a, of an idea um, you know, knowing Yvette, she got tired of waiting for me to get going. So she just ran with it. Right. Oh. Um, but the, the kids that she's doing that with that connection she's making with them is a completely different connection than she normally has with kids. Right. Oh. Usually on the campus and the cafeteria, et cetera. But now they're having conversations, they're dancing, they're having a good old time. And who knows what that flowers into? Oh, oh that, and this is the, your custodian. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I mean, we've got a similar situation at, at our school where, um, I mean, our custodians are, are, I mean, really, if you think about it, they get as much face time with the kids as anybody. I mean, more than me, Absolutely. more because they're out there all the time. Uh, I could try to get out there as much as I can during recesses and lunches, but they're out there all the time. So, gosh, I'm just, I'm just imagining your students the excitement of them popping out of bed thinking uh, I need, I need to go to school today because I'm going to be, because I get to dance yeah. with Yvette. <laughs> I mean, how cool, how, again, academics are great. 
Yep. Obviously. I mean, that we need, it's not to downplay the importance of that at all. Please, anyone listening, please do not misunderstand that we're not saying, oh, it should just be all dancing and fun. <laughs> but, but why can't you have both? I, I really, it, it is not a one or the other type of thing. You can have both. And what a perfect example of making an impact regardless of your position. Your custodian is dancing with kids. I'm, I'm super excited to hear about, uh, if they dance, you got to let me know. I will. Tweet that out or do a yeah. video or something like that. Cause that would be sweet to see. And I purposely didn't ask her for details. Cause I was like, you know what? I, I kind of just want to let it play out and see what it becomes. Right. So, so we'll see. Um, but, but I think, you know, going to what you said, it's that idea that it's complimentary, right? So, so when we have opportunities to connect with kids beyond academics, academics, that's, you know, that's a yeah. huge part of what we're doing, but all these other things that we can do make the academics more meaningful, um, yeah. you know, make get, gets kids engaged, get kids connected to us. We form a community, you know, all of that happens. And, you know, it's been said a million times, but it all starts with relationships. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I, w I remember just having a conversation. We talk about whether it's administration, uh, teach uh, classroom teacher, site custodian, secretary, but even with the students themselves, because I don't know about you, but I just very recently had a conversation with with one of our fifth grade students. We're a K five, uh, pre K five school, so our fifth graders are are leaders. I mean, those are the ones. And I remember just having a conversation the other day with a kiddo who it was, I mean, he wasn't doing anything horribly wrong, but what he was doing kind of pulling him aside, pulling him aside and just saying like, Hey bud, see how these kids over here, like they're watching you <laughs> and you may not realize it, but you are, you are a leader to them. You are a hero to them and they are, they will copy you. So if you're doing something fantastic and, and exemplifying good character, guess what they're going to do? They're going to want to be like you. But if you're kind of eh, making that not so great decision, they might do that. But just, I remember just saying that and looking at the, he's like puff, puffing up like, like a peacock because, oh, like I'm a leader type thing. You sure are. Yes. You sure are. So we've got one of our, our third grade teachers right now who um, wanted to start a chess club. He's like, Brent, hey, can can we do a – I want to start an after-school chess club. Can I do that? And it's like, uh, yes. Like, <laughs> there's there's no reason for me to say no. And he's just giving up his own time. And he's like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what kind of interest we'll have. We'll just one day a week. I'll do it during my lunch. I'll give up my lunch and we'll invite him in. And I overheard in the hallway today him talking with another student or another teacher. And the teacher had asked him, so, so how's it going? Like, did you get any interest? And he basically said, yeah, we're going to kind of have to run it like our coding club where we're going to have to run like sessions because, and he's just, it's just for third grade, which has about, uh, about 125, 130 students, 96 expressed interest <laughs> in, the, in the chess club. So he's going to have to run like for like, okay, we'll do a month with this group and then a month with the, or, or something along those lines, because that many kids were wanting to, um, latch on to this idea and 
And again, I remember my brother, I've got a younger brother who did chess in school. I got really good at it. And it was one of the things that he was, that he looked forward to. They had a tournament and everything. And I remember how excited he was about that. So I kind of try to picture what our students will, hopefully they can have that same effect because one of our classroom teachers decided to say, I'm going to give up one day a week mm-hmm. during lunch, just to eat my lunch in my classroom and the kids will play chess. But I mean, yeah. what an impact he's making probably yeah. more than he will even realize. Yeah. You know, and, and it's interesting that, that idea there. So, you know, you have that, that club that's going to get started and, and that impact that's going to happen, but that happened because the conditions in the school allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe not allow, but you know, it's, it's almost like it's blessed or it's, or it's open. Right. And so yeah. I think, uh, I think that's a huge part of a school where, what are you doing to give people messages around take risks, do things differently. Um, you know, don't, don't feel like you, you are going to get a no to ideas that you have. Let's find ways to say yes. Yeah. You know? And so when, when that starts to happen, then, then you see folks being able to make that impact because they see that like, for example, why did he pick Jess? I'm going to guess it's something he likes to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he probably wants to do something different with his kids. And we know from the kids from 96 of them saying, let's do this. It's relevant to them. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, the conditions in the school are, are really uh, important to, to kind of lead folks to have the opportunities to make impact. Cause otherwise I think we're stuck in the box of, well, I'm going to teach my subjects and that's the main thing I do. Yeah. But it can be complemented by these other pieces. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, if I, if I think about it that way, I'm, I'm happy that he felt comfortable to come and ask and didn't feel like it was going to be an automatic no, because at least I strive. I'm obviously not perfect with that, but um, one of our assistant superintendents who recently retired, again, I, I quoted her in, in the book as well, that if we're do, she said a few years ago, if we're doing what's best for kids, no one can question our decision-making. Yeah, that's Pam, Pam Wilson. And it just, I wrote it down and I've got it stuck on my wall. And I would hope that our staff members, it's like, if it's good for kids and it's not breaking ed code (laughs) or putting this a liability or something like, I mean, if, if none of those things, if none of those boxes are checked, especially if it's free, oh my gosh, then (laughs) if you come to me with an idea that's free, it's going to be really hard for me to say no. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think there, there's that, that ingredient there of what's the purpose, what's the why, you know, yeah. and, and if it's about students, then you're starting off on the right, on the right foot. Um, you know, it, you know, your story made me think about, I had a teacher who wanted to start a poetry club. And so when folks come and talk to me, you know, a million scenarios run in my mind. Right. And, sure. and, and, and that's based on, you know, other things that have happened. And so you oftentimes in my brain, at least for me, it's like, here's all the things that could go wrong. That's what I do too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm terrible at my, my I, I would not be a good poker player because my face reveals. Right. And so I've been working on, make sure your face doesn't show what you're thinking. I I've gotten better about the words. And, and for me, it's the idea of I might have six questions that are worrisome for me, yeah. but how am I going to ask a question or how am I going to support this so that, just from the get go, they don't feel like, oh, that he, John doesn't like that idea. That's not yeah. going anywhere, right? So it's like, hey, that's a great idea. That'd be fabulous for our kids. You know, tell me more about that. You know, 
what were you thinking for this? What were you thinking for this? And as I'm asking those questions, those are the ones that are tied to my possible concerns, right? And it's that idea of, you know, getting to yes. So it's like the person has a great idea. They have the passion for it. Don't ruin it. <laughs> oh, that's how do you facilitate it? No, I think that boy, that I, that one, that one zings me a little close, too close to the bone there, because I think what a, I'm going to reflect on that. What a great, what a great reminder for me, because I think, yes, I mean, there's, there's things that part of our position, part of our job is to think about what could go wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's things that, that whether it's a classroom teacher or a, an instructional aide or something like that, they're not thinking about that. But I love what you just said, because I think sometimes too often I will, I've jumped right to the, not that's not going to work because it's a liability. And then I know that the aid, uh, risk management is going to shut that down. But rather than <laughs> letting my face just kind of like, or not, or shaking my head or something like that. And I don't think I'm, terrible at that but i think i can get better in that area of, of like you i loved how you said tell me more tell me more and so so how would we handle this situation or have you thought about this and and if they can check off the yeah 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 let's right, let's right. go for it and, and then it's how can i help you how can i help you yeah yeah you need to you need you need some chess you need some chess nuts <laughs> it's like we can I think he's got most of the kids are bringing bringing their own chess boards in, but it's like if we need to buy chess boards, we can get those very cheaply. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, so, yeah, very. And I think it's you know it's always a working progress because on any given day, you know, I I know that even though that's my mindset, I know that I fail miserably. Um, one thing I know for sure though is that the face to face conversation is always better for that kind of thing yes. than, than emails. Um, you know, and, and so sometimes though I find myself, oh, this person needs an answer and I'm not going to see that person for three days. Uh, all right, I'm going to reply by email, but I know this, it, it it's not the best way to, to kind of have a conversation. I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that because I, I very frequently do the same thing where it's kind of like, it'd be a lot faster to just like you said an email, but I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to his classroom. I'm going to go to her classroom and, and have that conversation. So, because if it is, let's say, for example, it is going to need to be a no because it's, Hey, we want to, and I'm, this has not happened, but just throwing this, it's like, Hey, we want to serve a uh, peanut butter for our party or something. It's just kind of like our minds goes to the fatal peanut allergies. It's, it's just like, so that's going to be a no, but, um, but let, how can we say that rather let's, let's have that conversation and kind of massage it. And I love the idea. Is there anything, how could, what else could we do? Something, something like that. But it is hard. Like you said, when you're not, you're at a conference or you're going to be off for a couple of days and you have to respond, um, not face to face. You have to give that email or something like that. So, well, I'm, again, I am encouraged by this and I would hope again for each episode, I try to think, okay, so for anyone listening, what is the moral to this story? <laughs> okay. So if you're an administrator, like, like you and I are, um, what I'm reflecting on this is like, don't let my face, I love what you said. Don't let your face be, show your poker face a little bit. If it's gonna, I mean, let them talk it out because we want them to be open coming to us. But if it's a, if you're a classroom teacher listening to this, or or if you're an instructional aide listening to this, do not underestimate the impact that you have 
because your title, your title means nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm going back to your story of Yvette. You, you've got, you've got a handful of students who I just have to think are, are, are giddy each day coming to school because they're, because their custodian brought up the idea of, Hey, let's dance. And, and we're assuming that it's going to be at a Friday flag ceremony. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it, it, it's, it, but how, how great is that? And whether oh, you're a classroom aide and you comment on that kiddo's shoes as she walks up in the classroom, Hey, you get, you get new shoes. Yeah. I really like that. Or, wow, I like pretty dress, nice bow in your hair. doesn't matter who you are. You make a comment like that. You're making an impact. And that could be, that could be the one, the one person who notices the new shoes or noted or, or says some, maybe notices, but says something. And I don't know about you, John, but when I was growing up and I got new shoes and I wore them to school the first day, I wanted more than anything for somebody to notice my shoes and comment, Hey Brent, did you get new shoes? Why? Yes, I did. Thank you very much. And I mean, shoot, I think as adults, it's the same way. You got a new outfit or something like that. It's kind of, I got a new outfit. And when somebody comments on it, you're like, Hey, somebody noticed. Doesn't, doesn't have to be the principal. doesn't have to be the superintendent. It doesn't matter our position. So, yeah. so, you know, the other piece about that too, I think is that <clears throat> as a, as a site leader, making that part of a normal occurrence of, of giving people that explicit message of everybody here makes an impact. You are all leaders. It's not about titles. And, and it's, I think as a principal, you have a great opportunity to, to have that influence with teachers because you connect with them quite a bit mm-hmm. with, with uh, office staff. I connect with them quite a bit, but as you were talking, it's like, I don't have face to face with, let's say my noon aides a whole lot. Right. So who are the people in my organization that I don't, I see, but I don't have conversations regularly. And, and do they get that message that a, the school sees me as a leader and ways that I could lead are X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's work that I got to do. Yeah. I I do try to acknowledge when I, you know, when I see folks doing things like that, or I hear comments, you know, I, I want to, I want to affirm that. Because, you know, what, what you celebrate, people tend to continue to do, right? Okay. <laughs> so that's a big piece. No, totally, totally agree. As, as you were saying that, just maybe we can close with, I, I remember hearing a story, and I've probably shared this a lot of episodes ago, because uh, we're on number 60. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. But the story of um, Lou Holtz the legendary football coach. And I remember years and years ago, hearing him uh, recall the story of when he got the job teaching at Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the, one of the people in the organization brought him down to the locker room and everything and told him coach. He said, I can make you the coach of this team because coach is a title and titles come from above but I can't make you the leader of this team because the players will choose who they will follow. And I remember watching that on television and just being like, this was this, I was still a classroom teacher. I I didn't even really at that time have any aspirations of going into school leadership, but it just, it rocked my world. (laughs) And, but it's so 
true. I mean, you've got a business card. I got a business card that says principal. That doesn't mean squat if we don't, <laughs> because they'll choose whether we're worth following and kind of relating that back to that fifth grade student. Hey, bud, you don't need to be the principal. Mm -hmm. You making those good decisions, you sitting down when we're supposed to sit while we're waiting for a rise to pick up. When you do that, the little first and second graders watch you and they will follow you because they want to be cool like the big fifth grader. And I just, they'll choose who they will follow. Does not matter about our title. So uh, good stuff, John. Good stuff. Well, before we close, let's, uh, let's do a little, um, let's do a little promotion of your podcast. <laughs> so tell, tell, uh, tell listeners about between the Johns. <laughs> All right. So between the Johns is an ed leadership podcast. I think we have 11 episodes. No, wait, maybe a few more. Um, so, Principal colleague John Stamont and myself, and so you know we 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 say it's about ed leadership, um, and so that's a pretty generic idea. But we talk everything related to how we again are influencing. What could we do better as leaders? What kinds of things do we see other people doing? And so sometimes we'll interview somebody. Sometimes we'll talk about some articles. So it's a hodgepodge of things. Uh, recently we were at spring training, and so we were kind of talking hey how is how is baseball like school and so we did a podcast about that you know so um but uh we you know we we seem to not connect often enough to do it regularly so it's 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 slow going <laughs> i i understand it's been two months between episodes of teaching tales so uh i've i've i'm, I'm there I, I feel you so and for anyone who is looking to to follow you online uh you personally or the podcast where where can they connect with you so you can find me on Twitter at uh, jmartinez727. Um, we also have a Twitter account at Between the Johns. You can check out our webpage, betweenthejohns.com. From time to time, uh, John or I will blog. So we have a few blogs on there as well. Um, so, yeah, that's – and I, I think we – I also do Instagram, but not as much. Same, jmartinez727. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it, it is I, – I do enjoy the podcast. It's It's – Thank you, Brent. It, it's it's just it's great because it's casual. You two are like you said, whether it's talking about how is baseball like education or just reflecting and and just having a conversation about an article. It's it, it's good stuff. So um, again, regardless of your position, but especially if you're uh, in a site leadership position, I would definitely recommend that. And uh, for everyone listening, thank you. We've made it to sixty. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around that because. What started a couple of years ago is just a, a weird idea. It now hit 60 episodes. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Started off with mom and dad. Thank you, mom and dad, for listening. Then John listened and, and the Bedleys listened. And we have a few other people who are listening. I don't want to say too much because I'll leave people out. But uh, and, and I do want to, John, you mentioned um, my book. It says, this is weird for me because I've gone back and forth with this. But I was talking with a couple of friends, uh, John Ike and Corey Orlando, and there's a difference between self-promotion and book promotion. And I don't like to self-promote, but I do believe in my book. So if you, what we've talked about today, I do have, have written a book called Stories of Edu Influence, and it is all stories about, like what we've talked about today, the life-changing power that we possess regardless of our position. So if you're discouraged and ask yourself, am I making a difference? That's why I wrote the book. So I, I believe in that it's available on Amazon. You can pick that up. I'm not quitting my day, my day job. 
I am not getting rich on this. That is not why I'm talking about this, but I do want to reach as many people as possible. That's why we're doing the podcast, John. It's why you and John are doing your podcast. You're trying to reach out. You're not, you're not looking to get famous. You're not looking to get rich. That's not my goal either. But like you said, at the open of the episode, you want to maximize, you want to level up to, to borrow from Brian Kulak's (laughs) book. Um, And I want the same thing. So, um, Anyway, so putting that out there, if anyone is interested, Stories of Edu Influence, um, available on Amazon, Kindle, and paperback. Uh, you can go to storiesofeduinfluence.com to get more information on that. And if I can interrupt you for a second, Brent, uh, go yeah, for it. I, I would highly recommend anybody out there who hasn't read it to, to get your copy. Um, I was absolutely floored reading that book. I enjoyed every single page, and I really appreciated how you framed each of edu influence power like a superpower right i hadn't really thought about it in that way but i think anybody who's been in a school is going to find um reflections in their own experience you know it's it's, it's the stories you tell um though they're unique to you they are some of those universal pieces for people in the field Mm -hmm. so you know I, i was sitting there as you're talking a story about a particular kid Boom, I flashed back to a third grade kid that I had and, and an experience I had. And so that just kept happening over and over and over again. And so, again, from the standpoint of how can we utilize those powers to do better for our kids, but also I think it affirms the journey each educator has been on. Yeah, I, I think everybody loves stories. And like you said, it's like I think that, yeah, while while the stories that we tell that I tell in the book are are, are my stories. I think everybody who I've talked to who is, who is, has read the book has said pretty much what you've said, like, Oh yeah, I, I've had a similar experience mm-hmm. uh, with saying the wrong name of a student. For example, <laughs> We've all done that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, thank you, John. I, that, that means, that means a whole lot. I really appreciate you uh, the support for that. And I don't want this episode to turn into a book trailer for, for the book. That's not what it's about. But again, I do believe in the message and, uh, and hope that, that, that uh, someone would be encouraged by that. So with that, we will go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. John, I appreciate it, my friend. I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your spring break. <laughs> I enjoyed, enjoyed talking with you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, we, uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. I would like that. And for the listeners, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you're listening, you've obviously found the podcast. Um, uh, and I would, I would recommend, if you haven't subscribed, we're in iTunes, Google Play, we're on Spotify too. You can subscribe. And that way, when new episodes are brought out, even if they're two months apart, they'll automatically be, be downloaded to your to your phone so and tell a friend uh, so once again uh, we can reach as many people as possible and hopefully encourage them to level up uh, their practice so John once again thank you listeners thank you so much and until next time have a good one.